Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Brian Ellison. Today is Monday, January 16th, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And we've decided to devote today's entire episode to remembering and reflecting on the legacy of Dr. King in Kansas City, particularly as expressed in the lives of two men who witnessed and sought to live out his ideals here. Danny Cox is a Kansas City music legend, a folk singer and activist who would make Kansas City his home base as he traveled the country singing and demonstrating for civil rights. Alvin Brooks, well, what hasn't he done? Former police detective, former city council member, mayor pro tem of Kansas City, former member of the Board of Police Commissioners and the Hickman Mills School Board, but also a longtime activist who's brought people together to confront racism and violence and income inequality. I spoke with these two about their memories and how they think our country and our city are doing in the long struggle for justice on KCUR's talk show Up to Date. We're bringing you an edited version of that conversation today, which I started by asking Danny Cox what this day, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, means to him. Well, first of all, um, you have to really go back in time to see what the country was like when Martin Luther King stood up. You know, we were assassinating our leaders. It wasn't just, uh, you know, something you did on a podcast. Mm -hmm. This was serious business. Mm. And so... Uh, he, he was an amazing human being. He was brilliant. I don't know if most people know, you know, his academic scholarship. He was just a brilliant human being. And that brilliance allowed him to see the future and to, and to map it out. Yeah, that doctorate wasn't honorary. Yes, it was not. He was absolutely brilliant. And, uh, and, he, and he had with that, the heart. I mean, when you can put those two things together, your heart and your mind, I mean, you're, you're unstoppable. Hmm. You have to get rid of them because they're just, a, uh, I mean, it's just, a, it's so powerful. Alvin Brooks, what, is, uh, what does this day mean to you? What do you think about on Martin Luther King Day? Well, I reflect back upon when Dr. King first came on the scene, and I think that many of us in the African-American community and, and certainly some in the liberal white community probably saw this as, as, as a Moses of the, of the 20th century who came into with, with a philosophy and with a nonviolent uh, movement uh, to free a people. And I think that as I reflect back and see now over those years, I sometimes ask myself, how far have we come? And I say, not far enough. Yeah, and there's enough. still a lot of road to travel uh, to make things right. And now today, of course, we talk a lot about equity and inclusion and diversity. And uh, it hasn't come to pass yet. And I think until we have a color consciousness, not color blindness, but a color consciousness about where we are as an American and where we are as Kansas Cityans, I think we still have a long, long way to go. I know the two of you know each other and have yeah. uh, have spent a lot of years together. But... We're the usual suspects. <laughs> Alvin and, and uh, Congressman Cleaver and I, whenever there was, you know, a free community service and a bad chicken dinner— <laughs> the three of us were there. <laughs> Danny Cox, I wanted to ask you about your how you actually came to Kansas City, because you've told the story of your first trip to uh, Kansas City, Missouri, oh, and it's, it's, yeah. it's, it wasn't a very favorable introduction. No, 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 it was not. It was Remember the old Hootenanny days? 
we came here to play at the uh, Legion Hall, and uh, my sister and I were the only two black people on the tour. And it's interesting because I owned the tour. <laughs> it was your tour. <laughs> yes. And uh, we came to the Mulebach Hotel, and it was so funny. They didn't even bother to say, well, we've lost your registration. We've lost, you know, anybody. The guy just said, looked at me and said, ain't no N-words going to stay in the Mulebach. Hmm. Just straight to our faces. It's in 1963. I mean, it wasn't yeah. too, too long after that that the, the federal law uh, would have made that illegal. As a matter of fact, when we came back, I came back, I played in uh, Columbia, and uh, the guy at the uh, uh, Daniel Boone Motel Hotel said to me with pride, he said, you know, if you had come here last year, you couldn't have stayed here. Hmm. <laughs> but then you could. So so what happened that night in Kansas City when you got turned away from the Mulebach? We went to Kansas City, Kansas. We went from a slave state to a free state. My God, how different it was. Just a couple miles away. Just a couple of miles away. And there was the Holiday Inn. Remember, it used to sit there. And uh, they didn't know what had happened to us. They just welcomed us. And it was it was so apparent, you know. Between a slave state and a free state, it was just so apparent. Hmm. We were talking about Danny's first experience in uh, Kansas City not being such a great one. You've you've been in Kansas City uh, even longer than he has. You've done a lot of things. Take us back to one of your experiences in the 1960s, if you would. The and you've written about this in your autobiography. It's a pretty uh, it's a pretty gripping chapter. Take us back to the day in 1968 when uh, when Dr. King was assassinated. You were working for the Kansas City School District at the time. Yes, I was at the school district. I left the police department. I said earlier that I, when I was on the police department, my wife uh, got arrested. I was arresting people, and she got arrested at Fairland <laughs> Park, which was a public park for white only. But it was it was just prior to public accommodation, and even after public accommodation in 1960. Before, when I left the police department, they still wouldn't uh, allow blacks there. And so a lot, a lot of people were arrested and then finally they closed it down. But my experience in, in 60, 1968 and that, that whole period, I left the police department in 64 and went to the school district. And and now we're talking about the city-ins and, and even in, in 1967, the riots around from, from Newark particularly was one. And then we had our own homegrown uh, riot here that began April 9th, 1968, which was a memorable moment in our history. And I think a lot of people thought we'd made a lot more progress mm. because now we're in post-Dr. King days, uh, 1957. And of course, uh, uh, but, and this was the death, his death day on the 4th of April. And that went, that next week was, was riot and, 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 uh, six black men were killed and nothing was ever done. And so those experiences, Today stand out in my mind as I see the number of incidents that are happening around this country. Kansas City no different as it relates to the relationship between the police and the African-American community. And, of course, there was a report that came out that uh, Dan Ike Davis, the mayor, had put out the 15th of August of 1968 to study what happened, why was there a riot in Kansas City. And I think if, if, if you look at that and the same thing that they talked about in 1968, is the same thing in 2022-23 that we're talking about in Kansas City and other parts of America uh, here. And so progress, yes, but how much progress? And, and, and not enough that we, we find ourselves as, as a free nation, land of the free and home of the brave. And it just ain't happened yet. That's longtime public servant Alvin Brooks, along with musician and activist Danny Cox, 
talking about their experience as black men seeking civil rights in Kansas City in the 1960s. We'll have more of my conversation with them right after this. You listen to this podcast every day because it's your KC local reliable news source. You take us seriously. But you know, we like to get down and we want you to party with us. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host, Ari Shapiro, is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org slash radioactive. Kansas City was one of dozens of American cities that saw riots following the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in 1968. Alvin Brooks was in the streets that day as students left their schools and marched to City Hall. I spoke with Alvin Brooks along with musician Danny Cox. Here's more of our conversation. One of the things I was struck by in your account of of that week in Kansas City in April of 1968 is obviously the, a lot of riots broke out right after uh, Dr. King's assassination uh, on April 4th, but that didn't happen in Kansas City. The riot happened uh, the next week, the day of his funeral, and it was related to the, sort of this institutional decision, right? This decision not to close the schools, right. even though you and many other black leaders in the school system and in the city said that they absolutely should do that. But there was this institutional uh, decision that led to violence. And, you know, it's interesting because there were there were three black men, myself, one of them, and, and seven, eight white men who met at the school board that Monday night. Uh, James Hazard was a superintendent and was in Washington. We didn't have speakerphones then, but uh, the decision was, what should we do tomorrow, which was Tuesday. This was Monday evening. And um, it has been notified or had been publicized that the Kansas City, Kansas School District would be closed. And so it was our position, Dr. Robert R. Wheel and Dr. A. Lee Campbell, and, and myself as our position, don't open the schools because the kids in Kansas City, Kansas are going to come over here, and plus the kids over in Kansas City, Missouri School District are going to feel that, well, you're not honoring uh, the death of Dr. King as, as other school districts across the river. And, of course, we were not listened to. We were outvoted. And then that morning, uh, it, it all everything broke loose. When, when the kids began to come out of school and, and march and everything, and then there were gas there at, uh, at uh, 12th and uh, Red south of City Hall, between City Hall and the courthouse, and then even went to, to out to Holy Name Catholic Church. Where Father Timothy Givens, who was, the, who was the priest there, had opened it up, and John L. Frazier with the black radio station, KPRS, announced that, that it was open because they had teen towns every weekend. Went out there, and the police threw tear gas inside the school. Mm. Those kind of things certainly uh, was, was not good for the city, not good for the African-American community, not good for the city as a whole. And I think that, that those kinds of things really stuck into the minds of, of, of the folks who felt well, we had arrived, that things were, were much better than, than, than they actually were. You know, let me ask you both. I hear in both of you this sort of tension that I hear a lot from folks, both who have been involved in the civil rights movement of, of the past and the present, but also who are working for other kinds of social change and other kinds of uh, equity and equality in society, which is this tension between uh, uh, pessimism uh, <laughs> and uh, awareness of how much progress remains 
but also optimism and hope, a belief that something's going to get better. You have to live with believing that even as you continue to be disappointed by, by society. So I guess my question to you is, is how, do, how do you get past the pessimism and keep working with the hope? The, the thing that uh, gives me optimism is the questions that we are asking. Just think about this. We, we never ask questions like, uh, is it okay to kill a black man? You just strung him up. I mean, we're asking these questions that we never asked before. And, and I think that's the most important thing because it is in the dialogue that it happens. If the questions don't come up, the dialogue doesn't change. Yeah. The dialogue remains the same. So it's about asking the right questions. Yes, that's what gives me the optimism. How are both of you going to be spending uh, this particular Martin Luther King Jr. Day, Danny? Well, we're going to remember on the very first Martin Luther King Day, my two daughters put on their little pom-pom outfits. They were just, I think, 10 and 11, and they wrote signs, and they marched around the neighborhood hmm. saying, Martin Luther King Day. And we will never forget that, these two little girls. And so we'll remember just his greatness. That's all. I, I, I get emotional, emotional when I think about him. I'm getting tears in my eyes right now. Mm. Uh, he was an, a special human being. Alvin Brooks, how will you spend this MLK Day? I, I'm a person of prayer, a person of faith. And I think I have quiet time. I, I'm, I'm a widow, and, and, I, and, and I don't—this I, I, this is— it's the place. This is sacred ground. This is hallowed ground where I am now, <laughs> and and I and I, I pray for for a change of mind. I think that there's power in prayer, and I think that 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 I'll spend some time just meditating after I speak, uh, and and it, it, it's something that I think that that is time for a lot of meditation, but 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 dealing with reality, and and so I that's that's the way. My, I'll have a busy weekend. That was Alvin Brooks and Danny Cox, two Kansas City greats, reflecting on work for civil rights in Kansas City in Martin Luther King Jr.'s day, and still today. We spoke on KCUR's Up to Date. This is Kansas City Today. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin, Byron Love, and KCUR Studios, and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For all the latest local news from Kansas City's NPR station, or to hear my entire conversation from up to date, including a couple of Danny Cox's songs, you can visit kcur.org. I'm Brian Ellison. Have a good and meaningful holiday, and we'll see you tomorrow.